Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And I am the rusty nail. <laughs> welcome to the microbrew review, everyone. This is episode 122. And it's a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> there was logic. Um, it's the end of summer and everything's turning pumpkin and I wanted to have a throwback to summer. And the first two were very obviously summer, and then the third one made me think warm thoughts because it's a it's a pirate. <laughs> Everybody Your logic warm is th- down. <laughs> wow. I didn't say mm. I used good I'll logic. Been doing this. What do you know about beer? <laughs> 121 other times. I like warm and fuzzy. Pirate. Okay. That's fine. Also, I just I couldn't imagine the whole podcast being light, not light ABV, but light in texture so uh shall we get started i hope so cool we're gonna start things off with a beer that's just about a year old now uh which it probably shouldn't be <laughs> right his... that was the other thing if i waited till <laughs> next summer then it was just gonna be oh, a... i don't disagree with that it okay. is the uh flying dog dead rise uh which is a, a summer ale brewed with old bay and spices um now, Ian is allergic to crab, if you've been keeping up with all of the ridiculousness of our life story. And I actually, I bought it for Stockholm Liz, because she's from Maryland. And since she's still in the basement, I thought she would like it based at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, she's in Florida. That's, that's way down somewhere. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, right? She probably wishes that she had a nice, refreshing beer right about now. Have you guys had this before? No. I have not. No. Now, I do love Flying Dog. So I was I was encouraged by that. And, I mean, I make Jason um, Old Bay fries all the time. So, I mean, I am not allergic to crab. I love it. Old Bay and corn for us. It's just Oh, that's a great yeah. idea. What do I you... can smell it in the... It's, it smells spicy. It's also a charity beer. Okay, for the Chesapeake Bay or? Uh, for the Maryland blue crab industry. Nice. I, true blue. I grew up on blue crab. I enjoy blue crab. I, the older I get, I don't have the patience anymore. I don't know what that means. It just, okay. it's so much hard. It's so hard to get the meat out of there. And Jason got me started on like king crab and colossal i don't know like snow crab yeah and snow crab <laughs> and that's so satisfying it is very delicious i like that a lot it's as advertised what's the abv on it does it say five six nice which is why we thought it wouldn't age per se yes um, now we're hoping this is even available this year because maybe we're being that could have been a one-off yeah i will attempt to find a date stamp on here as we chat but i am not Super hopeful. So it has like a little red tinge to it, but it is pretty golden. Yeah. Lots of bubbles. I like it. I um, it's a little bitter, which I wasn't expecting. I'm actually trying to look for the old bay somewhere in the glass, because old bay would fall probably. Right. In this. Well, and. Ian got the bottom of the bottle, but he's the one with that. It's got a little bit of like a Belgian. 
yeast taste or a... Yeah, it puts me in mind of a Belgian beer, one in particular that I can't put my finger on. Um, Belgian strong, perhaps? No, more like a Belgian holiday almost. Really? There's just something about the spice characteristics which make me think... It is spicy, but not... Not hot. Hot. Yeah. Right. That's one thing I wanted to be clear about is, you know, we had the habanero beer and that one did have like a, a hot kick to it. I would like to try that again, especially considering the uh, different grapefruit levels and the grapefruit sculpin. That's a really good point. That's a very good point. I'm trying to think. I've seen it somewhere recently. We can pick some up. Yeah, I think the, uh, the Narberth place still has a case or two. There's a quote on the side. It says, good people drink good beer. It's Hunter S. Thompson. Which I think is very true. We do. Statement. You're right. <laughs> uh, so I would love to take this moment to share with you and our listeners, because I am not above making fun of myself on the podcast. Um, this is my Dashing Rogue binder, <laughs> which is actually... You started that a while ago. Uh, started it when we had the idea before we had a company or a business. Uh, I was reading some of it to Jason earlier, and he uh, was laughing so, so significantly. Um, for instance, page one is my things to buy page. Uh, I'm not sure why a Panini Press was number one. Uh, apparently, I really needed one. Uh, but the second one was the websites, dashingrogue.com and thedashingrogue.com. We have since let a few of them expire. Like we had Dashing Rogues and The Rogues and right. those sorts of things. Um, I have my tree of fermentation school notes from when we met Jeppe of Evil Twin. I remember that. Um, mm. I have our first beer dinners back before we did them for other people when we just did them for ourselves. Bunsies. Um, just really funny to me because I then broke out like how much each course cost because I was trying to figure out if there was a way to, you know, to do it and make money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the more funny stuff I think is there was a, a time in here when we were trying to name the podcast and we were trying to name the business. (laughs) <laughs> so it was. Uh, so some of the ideas was instruction by the beer mistress, which sounds terrible. I don't know who sounds would want to like listen to that ever. Lots of whips there. Um. <laughs> there's, there's nothing about <laughs> uh, machinations of the beer mistress uh, and the beer mistress podcast, which is uh. just not really a thing. What does that yeah. say? Oh, it says ginger balls. Ginger balls. <laughs> <laughs> Which is only funny because we've been talking about redheads a lot tonight. There's um, one in the room. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, God, some of the names. Well, for each episode, by the way, I, I, you know, we were going to research the beers, the breweries, and the potential pairings. Which, how often does that happen? We've done real well with that. Yeah. Yes. You're welcome. Uh, other similar beers. Uh, why is this new? Any events, current events going on? Which is yeah. only funny because it takes <sighs> Ian seven years to edit a podcast. Which so is why we stopped doing it. Any, any current events, you know, are pretty much lost. Um, oh, man. I have to find the ones. Okay. So these are all potential bar names. And then this is really good. So imagine this, guys. We are we are dashing rogue. We could have been um, the savory sunflower. 
What? Who came up with that? What? <laughs> uh, the Master Makers. Uh, that sounds like something else. <laughs> the Rosy Rogues. The Royally Rogue. I, yeah. <laughs> were these yours? These were all were ideas. We when we were, I'm, I'm glad you you chose wise. Dashing Drifter. I'm not even because wow. nobody nobody had a positive uh, connotation for the word rogue, so that's why I really didn't want to use it. Um, Why so do they need a positive connotation for something that's already so bright. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thankfully, as you can see, there's a star next to Dashing Rogue. We picked the right one. We went with it. But I, it could have. <laughs> we picked a one. <laughs> oh, it could have been. I thought that was really funny. Sunflower. So I wanted to, I wanted to share that with you guys. Sunflower. <laughs> That I'm was still totally your. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> you made that one up. People would sure. be really upset if we were called the Savory Sunflower and then Grumpy Ian walked in. They'd be like, "What? He should hey, be a pleasant pomegranate." <laughs> savory Sunflower. We're here to perform your beer dinner. <laughs> oh man. We're some like weird hippie tribe. Says the guy. Who, oh, tell them. Okay. Do you want to want to tell us about the second beer and then we can. Uh, Give them a lowdown of our evening because it's been a ridiculous night. Oh, gosh. Sure. We can talk about that. Um, so next up, well, do we want to say anything oh, more I, about this? We should say Flying Dog is in Frederick, Maryland. Um, they, I don't, I've never been to their brewery. I've always wanted to go. True. Um, They're a very solid performer. I think we don't feature them often enough and they never really come up as like, hey, these guys are doing a great job. Uh, but I absolutely think they are. They have a lot of fun beers. Their label art is something that everyone can appreciate, even if you don't like label art, I think. They were, actually, they came up uh, recently. There's been a lot of, oh, controversy, because nowadays, thanks to social media, it's really easy to create controversy uh, about names of beers and Oh, the raging bitch. The raging bitch is one of the flying dogs. Um, and it makes sense. It's called Flying Dog. They do have dogs on almost all of their labels. This one accepted because they put a crab, a crab. on there, a which makes bitch, sense. You could have called it. Um, but well done. Well done. <laughs> I suppose that it was, it was more of a feminist outcry to say that some of the names of the beers are definitely demeaning to women so i agreed with the general tone of that article i did not agree necessarily that raging bitch was one of them because a you're basically putting your own slant on that and saying you're saying that i'm a bitch right but no it is this crazy it looks like a dog that has rabies that makes sense right so it happens and they have be... ridiculous names for their beers that make sense in the dog context like crotch sniffing bastard right it's you Which know and again anti... bastard's not a pleasant word but in the talk of the you know it, yeah. it works. and they I, I think they they toe the line with those names like they clearly know raging bitch is going to be like a oh that's <clears> i see <throat> that on the board and that's funny you know let's talk about it but it that's just not feels like a lot of self-righteousness to me yeah it's like what are we going to do bomb canada next because we're going to blame you know for you know south park references to to things like this it's ridiculous i don't right and i'd be i'm like more go? uh like the bikini bikini beach one or whatever from um what is it mckeller mckeller like those names more for me or like the the label art even on, more uh, jesus <laughs> Not not that, but okay. like the label art from uh, was it Dominion with the double D and stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. like that's way more sexist than Flying Dogs Raging Bitch. Yes, 
Agreed. If it was Raging Bitch and it was like some woman in a kitchen, like wielding her spatula at somebody, like yeah, super sexist. When your bottle art, but is even a Double D, dog. Uh, even Dominion. See, I remember the Double D Double IPA. Uh, but their whole their whole shtick of label art is pinups. Sure. Basically, you know, so it's not like they chose a few beers to put sassy right, women on. Right, but their whole, their whole shtick, you could say, is kind of sexist. It's very busty women. Hey, maybe if I drink their beer, I'll look like that. <laughs> my waist will get tiny and my bosom will become yeah, more buxom. I don't think it works that way. Yeah, I don't, hey, I'm going to keep practicing in the meantime and see what happens. That was an interesting article, though. I did read it, and then I saw a number of people shared it on your wall. Um, and it happened during our little hiatus here, so we didn't really give it any mention. Um, but yes, I think for something that seems to be as progressive and sharing and cooperative as the beer business tends to be, it's still very male-dominated, and it has that connotation of sex sells, women don't drink beer, blah, 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 it's all wrong, and it, it should look at itself and become a little more introspective and find ways where you can change and say, yeah, you know, maybe I shouldn't make that my label art, or maybe I shouldn't call it that. Um, then this should be a challenge to women who enjoy beer to not only say something about it, but be involved in it, learn the craft, and, and speak up to what it is that they want so that they can have their own, their own say in the field. So Absolutely. Until then, yeah. It's a good label. Rage on. <laughs> uh, so next up, we have another brewery that we have actually featured before. It is uh, Pizza Boy. Pizza Boy, who has just gotten wildly popular, at least in this area. I imagine there are people everywhere outside of Pennsylvania that have no idea who Pizza Boy is, probably. It's the worst name for brewery. It is pretty terrible. Um, I do think it's interesting that just yesterday uh, we saw a bottle that was a $45? single. Yeah, it was forty four ninety nine for one bottle of beer of theirs. And I said to the man, "Oh, well, I'm not going to pay that. I would rather drive to Harrisburg, and it's in it's in a little town just outside of Harrisburg. But I would rather go to Harrisburg and have the experience." And, you know, get it there. And he goes, well, but it's going to be $38 a bottle there. And I said, well, okay. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't meaning to say that I'm going to drive there just for this beer. Just to get this for cheaper. But I've been looking for excuses <laughs> to go to Pizza Boy. And, I, you know, I haven't put the pedal to the metal and, and made the drive. So knowing that I can save money. I will always fondly remember their spicy breakfast stuff. Oh, so good. Sunny side up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a very kind. This is actually the lowest ABV beer we've ever had by Pizza Boy. 5.2, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, it's also a sour. Which yes. I almost mm. made it doing it first, but I didn't want the sour to overwhelm. That's a but good I idea. But I also don't want the sour to dampen the next beer's flavor. So well, we'll if see. we need to, we can do some rinsing. So what is it called, Michael? This is called the Eternal Sunshine. I like 5. it. Five point two ABV. It's written on a gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> See, it could we could have been a savory sunflower and drinking eternal it's sunshine. Right, it's a gravestone next to a sunflower. Okay. How's that? You would think that I tried this. Wow, it smells sour. Wow, oh, my smells, mouth. 
My mouth is watering. <laughs> it it mm. definitely had that Sour Patch Kid. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the nose almost reminds me like of like a flower juice. power. Oh. Like With white that, grapefruit. Like not luscious and red grapefruit, but just that nice tangy white grapefruit. Yeah. I like it. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Your face is amazing. How about that? Yes, this is... Um, <laughs> He just got like two mm. inches taller. He took a sip and he sat right up. Like, oh, how about that? <laughs> so there's, there's some times where when I wake up in the morning, for whatever reason, my taste buds just don't seem to be like ready for the day. And I'll take a sip of something or eat something. And it's just so overwhelming to my taste buds. Um, and I find it's generally like when it's the first thing I've had that day. And sometimes it doesn't happen at all. But this... That sip right there for me was that kind of like, hello. It's delicious. <laughs> it really does taste like sparkling grapefruit juice. I'm, it's it's not sour like Lightly Brett sparkling. sour. There's almost no carbonation in there, really. It's got a great mouthfeel to it, though. Almost creamy. Yeah, that's what I like about it. Um, Very interesting. I was not prepared for that when it went into my mouth. <laughs> How about the second time around? The second time is much, much better. Um, that would go well in pairing with, gosh, we had a Sours uh, podcast, mm-hmm. and we had the founders, Rubeus, um, I would put that nose to nose with it, because that's one of my favorite Sours to have. I think that this is on par. Excellent. Very good. They're so good at what they do, and that's part of why I was excited about this one, is because most of the things I've had by them are dark and heavy and super high ABV and this is a completely different style and I wanted to see how it worked out. Um, this one was gifted to us, I believe by Nate after a beer dinner. So the same, yeah, that makes sense because he's the one that got us the growler with the... Uh, Sunny side up. Yeah. Yep. For the non-beer snobs, what does, there's on the side of the bottle it clearly states and on the, and on the tombstone it says it says, it says it's dry hopped. What do we know what that means? Like dry hops and there's wet hops. Dry hops are basically hops that have been picked and packaged and shipped and just like any other herb, they once they're off the vine, they start to become literally they dry out uh, and it changes their flavor profile slightly. Um, there's some very I don't remember what the beer was, but I remember a number of years ago, Jose Pistolas was very proud to offer a beer that was wet hopped on the east coast with west coast hops where literally they picked them put them in a fedex and shipped them overnight <clears throat> and threw them in the vat as soon as they arrived so it was like the closest wet hop thing that you could get using those west coast hops on the east coast of a brewery so a wet hop would be something that comes more directly straight from off the vine, vine basically okay. it so still has the oils fresh. in it like okay. the you know because that's the the bittering i don't remember the name of the oil generically process. speaking is it more bittering agents that come in from a wet hop versus a dry hop or does that really matter nothing because of the because of the oils it, that are in it what the i think it also depends on when it's done you know is it in the boil is it mm-hmm. after are they adding it yeah 
Sorry, These are all just... great questions for Verlin, who is a brewer. <laughs> we are just a consumer. It's very, very um, clear on, on the bottle that that's something that they, that they it's want. It's something the... that the, um, the brewer at Swashbuckler just said flat out um, as we were prepping for a tour. He's like, we only dry hop. And a lot of that, they pretty much use all imported um, right. hops, like they're German-style hops, and they're also already put into pellets easier to measure and everything so you know at that point in time it has been dried and crammed up and everything else so for all interested parties this is a uh, enola pennsylvania with a 717-728-3840 and they have a website that's available too so pizza boy started as a pizza joint believe it or not and um they brewed their own beer and got so good at it and like such a great local following that they ended up expanding and expanding again in Nelly. Well, I think from what we've heard, basically the guy was like, why am I going to pay somebody to, to buy their beer when I could just make my own? So he like, started making beer and at first it was really tragically bad, but he kept at it and got clearly very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Or hired people. That were yeah, good right. At it. But I don't it's, know exactly do you know how, how to brew? Ends, okay, come here and brew he, for me. Uh, he has very excellent beers now, and he's known far more for his beer than his pizza. Let's right. be clear. Which, <laughs> you have to be known for something. I'd rather be known for my beer than my pizza. Oh, you better believe it. So, please tell our listeners about our exciting evening. Oh. Yeah. What portions, with or without sandals? <laughs> Nothing says Friday night in the country like a little takedown. Uh, well, my dear friend, the beer mistress here, has been lamenting the fact that she has a tree in her backyard that has to come down. A cherry tree, no less, which I just love. A relatively <laughs> small cherry tree. I don't know. What would you put it at? 40 feet tall, if that? Mm, 30. Was, yeah, 30, 35. Um, and it is... It is dead. Was <laughs> dead. Which is strange because by looking up at it, there's still limbs that look like they might have been active at one point. But it was... Everything broke away very easily once we got into it. Like it was dry. Uh, but we had talked about chopping it down today, and then we decided, well, we're going to be drinking, and it'll be dark and late, so maybe we shouldn't. Uh, however, I arrived and had a bit of a day. Uh, and so I kind of felt the need to either be productive or destroy something, call it what you will. <laughs> <laughs> so I brought none of the required tools that I thought I would use or appropriate dress. Not at all. <laughs> but I climbed a tree in linen pants and sandals with a very old rusty <laughs> saw. It's so rusty. I hope you have your tetanus shot. And I started to chop down limbs. And then I arrived and I looked over and went and, and happily the, the beer mistress was creating a lovely meal for us. And I you know, looked around, I didn't see anybody, but I heard this noise outside. So I went to the door and lo and behold, there's a man in sandals straddling between two limbs and happily hacking <laughs> at one of the, one of the limbs. I asked what's going on. I was, uh, was given a short brief and 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 rather you know nondescript Cut understanding dreams. what's going on breaking shit <clears throat> something about a bad day i'm like oh okay and man to man let's go outside and look at a tree so we went outside and looked at a tree 
And uh, I'm the eldest of the of the group that's here, so of course I'm wiser and I have more <laughs> chopping tree experience. And, and he was and wearing was, better footwear. <laughs> and, and you know they listen to me at all, and that's great. And um, you know, continue to saw 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 away. And then lo and behold, uh, the beard mistress's uh, husband, Howdy, came back and says, "I have a." You know, a chainsaw. A chainsaw. Maybe we could and and bring be, it up to 2015 instead of doing this all, you know, George be, Washington well, style. Well, I mean, we are in Amish country. <laughs> and, and I, thought, I thought you couldn't use electricity out here. <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, the professor was not completely into the concept of the chainsaw because he was, you know, getting his frustrations out on the saw. And, you know, complaining about... A better about, saw would not have yeah, been sad. <laughs> That's the greatest thing. He was using the saw, and he was not letting one to let go of the saw, and complaining about it at the same time. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was so male. Um, and Instead uh, of sending Jason to the store to get oil, you could have just sent him for a better saw. You know? That would have been well, fine. That would have defeated the purpose. He needed bar oil and, and, and a few other things, so he went out and got the bar oil. Yeah, you can't get half and half and... Bar oil at the Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> but you can at Walmart. Yeah. And um, you know, by the time Jason came back with the uh, with all the equipment and prepped it up, and there were some doubts about how long the battery life works on these eco chainsaws. Um, uh, but they turned out to be quite Put the some frack oil you know, in it. And that little beast worked very well, and the remaining limbs came down with ease. Would you not say? I agree. Our fire is going to smell so good. And, um, or your barbecue. <laughs> you can chip them up and then soak them and then smoke stuff. Yes. You should do a little bit more than just burn that. That's a cherry tree. There's many things that can be done with that. Um, but there is no longer a tree in the backyard of the beer mistress. It's so empty. Oh, it looks I, like I could get a suntan now, though. Like, I could lay out there and get... Well, I can't lay out there right now. There's so many twigs. It would be really uncomfortable. <laughs> I cannot help but to mention the one thing that gave the professor the most glee and joy out of the entire process. Um, Jason was taking care of the limbs above, and I kindly asked Jason whether or not Ian... Because he worked so hard. He's such a day. <laughs> could could he have the base of the trunks and then the that so that it fell that killing literally the killing blow? <laughs> so he started in, and it was like the mummy. If you remember the movie The Mummy, <laughs> where the beetles came out of the ground. Oh, that was so cool! And, and just literally started flooding out. Like inside this particular tree, there was a colony of black ants, all of them about the size widthwise of your thumb. That just literally started pouring out of the hole. They had a worse day than you, Ian. And, you destroyed like, their home. And Jason and I and Ian was chiming in too. We were like going, die, die. <laughs> we're killing my home. And quite literally this flood came out of there. And there was a smile on your face. There was oh, yeah. a smile on your face. I enjoyed it. And I'm like, we should have totally all like stood around and done ant voices and like <laughs> made this into a Pompeii why, type experience why, why, for the ant. That would be it was, pretty. It was, um, I, I would be remiss if I did not. <laughs> I, I would, it would be a bad thing if I actually did not mention the, <laughs> the glee on your face when you were destroying the base of that tree. It's like, like oh. And of course, there's the, well, we must finish and make small logs so that we can do something with it. So, But then we got hungry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then the meal came. I'll leave that so for you. It's you can do not, the cleanup. <laughs> it's not so much that you climbed the tree in sandals. It's that 
One of the most traumatic childhood experiences that I remember was after my grandfather taught me how to climb trees. I loved climbing the tree out back, which was coincidentally also a cherry tree. Um, you still have it? Do you want to get rid of it? <laughs> we don't own that house anymore, so if you go over and cut the tree down, it would be awkward. Not if they're on vacation. Um... <laughs> My mother was taking me somewhere. I think I was all of six. I don't know. But my mother was taking me somewhere, made me get all dressed up. This was the 80s. So I was wearing jellies, the jelly sandals. Oh, I don't gosh. Yeah. And so, you know, then it's like, hey, we're leaving in 10 minutes. Go play. Awesome. I decided to climb a tree in my jelly sandals. And it did not go well. This was back before urgent care, but I really could have. We didn't get to wherever we were supposed to go because I basically slid all the way down the length of it. And I had, um, you know, like brush burns and hacks of skin missing all the way down my back and um so uh, whenever i think of climbing a tree like parts of me sting and so watching you up there in flip-flops i'm like oh god he's coming down like, well i will say that the flip-flops they they're rainbows first of all so they have a lifetime warranty which is great and they treated me well but there was a certain point where i just decided that i would get better grip barefoot and kick them <laughs> down Actually, I kicked one down, and then like 20 minutes later, I got rid of the other one. It almost, it should be noted that while Ian was doing this entire process, when I first saw him, he was on the ground. He was not climbing at all, but he was handling business. His cell phone rang, and he so was having a phone conversation while sawing with the other I kind of wish that was your mother. There would be just something satisfying about like, what, mom, what? Yes, I'm being productive. I'm totally talking to you and sawing with the other hand. But to be honest, I almost don't want to know who was on the other line because I want there my imagination no to be. Yeah, right, there. that's true. I just want to look busy. <laughs> I'm so important that I have to do all of this at once. It was a good evening. That tree awesome. came down. I will say that there were moments where I was up there and I was wondering, like, precariously like balanced on a branch that could break at any moment, really, because they were all so dead. And I'm just like, saw on one hand, precarious footing. And I'm just like, hmm, I'm okay with falling. I just don't want to fall with like a log through my leg. <laughs> it's hard to sword fight that way. Yeah. That would hinder a couple Pretty things. much everyone would have just been like, yep. <laughs> well, we all saw that one coming. For being in the you? middle of nowhere, we are less than a mile from an urgent care. Um, and I must say that there are different times when I am doing projects where I think to myself, if this goes wrong and I have to walk into the urgent care right now, what are they going to think? Like, who gave you your adult card? You did not deserve it. I mean, this. you're in the middle of the country. I'm sure they've seen worse. That's true. There's a lot of people out there doing a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of room for mishap. I'm really certain that has nothing to do with city versus country. No, I think there's I think more opportunity are... for somebody to fall out of a tree or cut themselves with a chainsaw in the urban or in the uh, country than in urban settings. Yeah, but we don't have as many steel ladders that could fall off of apartments either. Nor do we have as many people <laughs> climbing steel ladders. <laughs> in the country, it's like, hey, 14-year-old son, go climb up the roof and fix the barn. <sighs> in the city, it's like, hey, we're going to hire a contractor to do that. And if he falls, well, that's his job. <laughs> It's his job to fall. <laughs> All right, guys, I call this one a success. That was a delicious, delicious beer. I enjoyed that. Once I, I drank it, it was good. Would drink that again. That would How be great. We've been sitting on this one in the summer, 2014, I believe. Yeah, I think we got it last mm. January. 
The bottle says 2014, all rights reserved. I would say that is when they copyrighted they the art. became Pizza Boy Brewing Company instead of Owls of Hampton. Well, that could be. Well, I can look at that if you wish to prepare the next one. It is prepared. I have made a beer. No, you haven't. But instead of making a beer, I have gestured to one. And it's the one that apparently doesn't fit with my theme, whatever. Yeah. Well, we have these two lovely, luscious summer beers. And now, by all means, the next logical step is a bourbon barrel-aged porter brewed with coffee. I'm sweating. I am laughing so hard. I am sweating. I mean, why would I take away the opportunity for you to make fun of me? I'm really glad that you wouldn't. But sometimes I wonder what the drugs are that you do and where I can get some. Because it seems like it'd be a lot of fun in that brain of yours. Life is good from my side. I don't know what you're talking about. Now, I guess in the... In the sense that this is Heavy Seas Uncharted Waters series. Which sounds really similar. It doesn't. But what we're about to do is very uncharted because it makes no sense. So that's great. We can go with that. This is called Blackbeard's Breakfast. It is a 10% porter. Which I'm going to say I have high hopes for this one. Despite my well-known distaste well, and it, for it, porter. It's also excellent reintroduction because we had another... Rousing stout versus porter chat during dinner. Did we, or was I just proven right again? I don't think you were proven right by any stretch. I'm glad that I'm not the only one who remembers it that way. (laughs) Um, Essentially, you were we were asking um, about a particular brew. I don't recall. I think I think somebody brought up a beer that they said was a porter, and I said, "Wow, that'd be oh, it was the Springhouse beer." It actually was. Oh, you're right. That is a stout. That doesn't mean that the stouts are better than porters. I believe that each of them have their own characteristics that are, oh, that are unique my. and amazing. Yummy. You go ahead. Stouts and... are, are obviously thicker in most cases versus porters. By it... thicker, do you mean more flavorful and delicious? No, I only mean for body. Yours body are fatter. <laughs> yeah. Mine okay. is skinnier. Yeah, this is a little, admittedly, probably mm. a little weird to put into a glass after the sparkling grapefruit juice that we just had. But Whatevs. It mm. it should be strong enough to overcome in no time. I uh the nose speaks darkness. It yeah. What's it say? Yeah. What's it say? Read it, Professor. It says visit heavyseasbeer.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uncharted Waters explores the unique changes that happen to beer when exposed to wood. <laughs> <laughs> Each beer showcases a robust style, carefully matched with a wood treatment to produce a range of complex flavors. Vintage dating encourage further exploration of the aging process. Mm-hmm. I don't, I guess this is 2015, so we really didn't go along with that one. This probably would have been good five years from now. Well, hey, we aged that first really light do, beer for two years. Do we Let's... have two of these by any chance? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, well. It's nice, though. <laughs> I like it. You we hope care. you enjoy these beers in the spirit in which they were brewed. So I guess the that summer means spirit. We See, it fits bourbon. with my it fits <laughs> with my theme. I swear. I taste that. That's mm-hmm. so nice. I really like I it. Think, oh, does, does oh, I see your theme now. <laughs> They're also from Maryland. <laughs> 
Is that what you were going for? Uh, an from, Ola, from Baltimore, in fact. Anola, Maryland. Frederick. I know, right? Yes. Should I just? Yes. You could probably eat crabs near where they brew heavy seas. <laughs> um, do you guys taste anything in the... I mean, there's, it's kind of brinish. I taste a little salt. I, I would absolutely pick that up. I think that's from the mm-hmm. bourbon. Oh, that... Okay, I would get that. And, um, you said brine, I thought sweat, but I mean... <laughs> I was being kind. Okay. There's a um, a bourbon that I quite like called Smooth Ambler, the Old Scout, uh, and I always describe it to people as having a little bit of a smoked bacon salty aftertaste, um, and a lot of people think I'm crazy, but mm-hmm. just dropping bottle caps left and right. Mm-hmm. You only had two sips. I know. Went right to your head, huh? It's speaking of which, not a lot of head on this beer. No, not at all. Right, because it's quarter. Boozy, but it's not. It's not it ta- bourbon it, boozy. Like yeah, it, it's it doesn't beer. have that Bernie spirit. Right. Booze. Tasty though. A oh, lot of coffee. I kind of want to drizzle it over ice cream or something. I was gonna say dip a cookie in it. Mm. Yeah, it's very molassesy. Sweet. Thicker than than what I'm used to, but for porters. But for I a guess porter. there's a. For stretching and such, you know, because oh, you know porters, they're just so stout-like. They're so thin <laughs> and watery. I'm just wondering, since you're body. wearing a microphone, if we gave you a good, a good smack, how how epic oh, it, would it would sound. sound real good. Yeah, mm. I could even like nap it a little, tune that, <laughs> in post, make it real snappy. He downloads a picture, or a, a sound that's just like. <laughs> Yes. Well, happiness is measured in many ways. If you wish to poo-poo Porter, you may. However, I find that this is actually the leash. I was really confused. I thought he was going to discuss like how taking a good crap feels I, good. I thought I, we were back wow. to Wow. His... Wow. Wow. Well, no, you said I say poo-poo, and then all of a sudden it's talking about You said navigation. happiness is found in many ways. If you wish to poo-poo, and I'm like, all right, oh. we're going there. Mm. And the way you there said was a comma in there. It was there was like, a comma. Poop. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, poo poo. Yeah. We are just adulting all over the place right 10%, now. Ten percent, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Is that what this is? Oh my yeah. goodness! And I'm tired from all that manly yard work stuff. I climbed a tree today. You did. I might even I make you shower tomorrow before you, you meet the public. I don't want to. I know, but you well, maybe I will. sweated. You sweated through everything. I think it's just sweat. Yep, probably is. I've gotten into the bad habit of correcting other people's grammar as well. Instead of just mine? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, like at work in particular, people will say less when they mean fewer. And just like, I won't even actually stop. I'll just say fewer as they say less. They'll be like, oh yeah, we'll get less of this. And I mean, I'll just get fewer. And they're just like, but why would you? It doesn't matter. Just keep talking. <laughs> like, I get what you meant. I'm just telling you you're wrong. You're like autocorrect yeah. for, the, for the spoken word. People are talking and I just go like, red line, red line, red line. <laughs> squiggle, squiggle, squiggle. Do you wish to be happy or do you wish to be right? Can I be both, please? I if I ignore the rest of you, think, the things you say, and tell you you're wrong, <laughs> I'll be both. It's a little... It tastes chocolatey to me. The more sips that I have, it really a little a little chalky and a little chocolatey. 
I get more of the coffee, but I can get some chocolate notes on the back of the coffee. Okay. But I get that bitter. Well, it could always first. be. Yeah, you never know. Like a good dark chocolate is. Um, sure, has that. Has a little coffee to begin. Eighty percent cacao is going to be more bitter cacao, than cacao. 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 I'm a bird. Wow, we are not allowed in public today. This good is thing we're not ten percent. Ten. We're not in public. We're just making this publicly available for everyone to enjoy our ridiculousness. Please enjoy. Indulge. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say this has been a pretty stellar lineup of beers tonight. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. You uh, know, Shannon, good job. How about I didn't say they made sense together. I'm just saying you had a basement full of great beer and you happened to pick three that were great. <laughs> so good job. <laughs> you know. Way to, way to soften a, the edges of that compliment. I appreciate that. <laughs> This is the backhand of my compliment. <laughs> no, it's a it's a front hand, it's a backhand. That was very good. Yeah, neat. I feel like this is gonna be, if I were at a bar such as TJ's or I don't know, the Malibu beer or, shop, the yeah. poorhouse, federal tap house, whatever. And I was sitting there for the course of three beers i might indulge in these three different beers because they're so varied and i do not like to drink the same beer twice that makes Uh, sense at least in the same sitting so i feel like i would be like oh yeah the dead rise i've been i've been seeing that around lately i haven't tried it let me get one of them i always go for that one first and then i would settle in and be like all right let's do a sour and then i'd finish off with it's dessert time but if i had to settle for a porter i would just saying it like it is. I think, you know how you can earn badges and stuff on Untapped. Can I get anti badges for my dislike? Of I was porter? gonna say. I for feel like I need I to. Drink. I need to carry around with me an actual badge, so that should we ever be in public and you order a porter on purpose, that you know, like, <laughs> I pull a, a mysterious something out of my purse and there's confetti and balloons, and now, then he gets a badge. And to it's like, be perfectly fair. We often feature porters on this podcast, and they are often of a higher caliber of ABV and barrel aging, and it's not just like a, hey, this is a coffee porter that's a 3.5%, blah, blah, I thought you liked the Edmund Fitzgerald. We serve that one a lot. fine. I don't dislike it, but my point being, more often than not, especially on this podcast, I say how much I dislike porters, but then we feature some very fantastic porters that I do enjoy. Speaking of which, in the history of these podcasts, how many nut brown ales or brown ales have been, have been I done? Think one? one? Yeah, I think that, that I think, sounds... I think we all agreed that it was bad. Okay. <laughs> so that was that. I think it was Sam Smith's nut brown. Oh, no. We liked that one. I think... Did we uh, like is that a strong one, word. or did we say that this was not a bad nut brown ale? I think that's exactly how it happened. And then we never hmm. had another one. Yes. There you go. I think the point that I make is taken. If Ian doesn't care for his porters, that's fine, because others of us don't care for brown ales. Does anyone like nut brown ales? I have had several that were excellent. Oh, so you do like them? I do. Okay. I tried a beer the other day. And it was one of those where, thankfully, they gave me a sip because I had never, I hadn't heard of the brewery, and the the style that they put didn't even make sense. You know, sometimes they're they're making everything up now. And I asked the bartender. I was just said, you know, could you tell me more about it? And he's like, I meh, and just poured me a sample. I meh. And I took, 
I took a sip Even and I was he like, didn't want to give it to you. Oh, I don't. It was it was stupid high. It was like eleven and a half percent or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I can't drink this. I did I did not like it at all. And so he goes, Yeah, can I get you one of those? And I said, No, thank you. I did not like that. And he goes, Oh, it's basically like an imperial brown ale. And I was like, That's why I don't like it. I brown ales and I Ta-da. are just see. And, you know, I have too many friends that are that would completely disagree with the brown ale theory when back in the day, the Nottingham Brewing Company had a grog that was completely a brown yeah. ale. And that was literally one of my favorite brown ales I have to had date. the grog and I didn't, I never loved it, but it was pretty much what I always ordered because I didn't like the rest of their beers very much. Mm. They were adventurous. And they, I feel like they're a lot like Tired Hands, where a lot of their beers always tasted the same. Uh, and then there were a lot of styles that they brewed that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Like Tired Hands is like, hey, guess what we're brewing? And it's like, I don't know, something that tastes Berlin like Saison, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's an IPA with Saison stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I thought so. Or it's like a lager. And I'm like, this is also very exciting. <laughs> Let me know when you make a very delicious beer, please. (laughs) Oh, you have? I don't know. No one's ever had it. (laughs) I feel the same way concerning Victory's Brewing Company. Every once in a while, I go out there and I have once in a while that single non-hoppy yay experience that they have because everything else seems remarkably similar. I bet Michael would like to be in on the Sour Monkey experience. Yeah. We bought a case of Sour Monkey, Golden Monkey Soured. Le Monkey Sour. Okay. I haven't had it yet. I so it would be Belgianish sour? Yeah, if it's the say. monkey? Yeah. Okay, well that would be... That's the, that's the estimate, but we'll find out once we taste it. Wonderful. So, pretty much looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Actually, the, the nicest thing I can say about Nodding Head is I went... Great food. I went mm-hmm. there... Mm-hmm. Jason and I were Good had trivia. just moved to Philadelphia, like just moved, and uh, we heard about DeBruno Brothers. So we went downtown <clears throat> to go to DeBruno's. I spent an entire week's paycheck because <laughs> it was my first time and it was amazing. dollars at DeBruno's. And we had time left on the meter, so we're like, oh, let's pop in here. And I was just getting into craft beer. Like I knew that suddenly I didn't dislike beer as long as it was good beer and we sat at the bar which jason almost never does but it was a saturday which is funny because all the times i've been to nodding head i don't think i've ever sat at the bar that is really funny um, and i love sitting at the bar it's all i do it was like 2 30 on a, t- on a saturday nice there was no one in there and the man like the bartender just gave me an absolutely comprehensive lesson about different styles that's other stuff the first time i learned what a berliner vice was and all that you know some stuff that's a little more unique it must be noted that the nottingham brewing company that was on samson street no longer is uh i believe they're yeah, looking for a new closed. location they're looking for a new location um but they are no, you can no longer find them in in philadelphia they we will keep you up to date when they, they were come. loosely affiliated with monks right and that whole uh Fergie's franchise. Not okay. franchise, but uh, Umbrella Corp. Um, part of it was, it was just not, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it was on the second floor. It was great, like, little hidden hole in the wall, dark 
bar that you're just like, where did this place come from? But the right. whole second floor was like taken up half by brewing equipment. Right. And great, it was I very, thought. very difficult. It must be hard to get the barrels up and down from the from where they actually brewed. So I wish I wish Nottingham. I wish them the very, very best in finding a new location because I would love, as much as you guys hate brown ales, I would love to have the grog yet again. And it's been, it's been sad since they've left. It's I been, might be able to find you some. I'm sure there's some bottled. <laughs> um, it's must my friend been Adam year is now, good friends with uh, one of the brewers or the brewer. I was there when he turned a birthday, and the brewer himself showed up with a bottle of something that he made. Neat. So, you're gonna make him an offer he can refuse. They did have a a funny beer, which mostly I love the name, but it also had lemongrass in it, which is something that you don't see, did not see too often back then. And this was we're talking, let's call it nine years ago. So I was legally allowed to drink. <laughs> But it might have been more like 11. Close. Uh, and it was called a monkey knife fight. Yes. <laughs> Which I always just, all I could think of was the evil monkey from The Simpsons <clears throat> fighting another evil monkey from The Simpsons, both with knives, in like some tropical <laughs> island. Just or just... the family guy, there's the monkey in oh, that's Chris's what I closet. Meant. Yeah. yeah. That's I was the say, one. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. You stupid monkey. Uh, that was Mr. Burns, by the way. But yes, uh, no, definitely meant the family guy, the family monkey, guy. who's like crazed and manic. Yeah, and just like, yeah. Yeah. just give him a knife and then give another monkey a knife and set them on each other. I'd watch. Done. It. I'd bet on it. I bet they did that in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Are there monkeys in Vietnam? I don't know. <coughs> I'm just thinking of like Deer Hunter, where they're playing Russian roulette. And what everybody who's not here cannot see is that when Ian says, I wonder if they did that, his eyes went into the air and he grabbed the monkey out from the Vietnam. I'm pretty I grabbed sure, it and pulled it and talked about it. I'm, like, I'm oh, pretty sure I can see the thought bubble above your head right now. Where the Charlie, the Brown, the Charlie yeah. Brown one. Like, yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's epic. So <laughs> dare, I, dare I force you to pick a favorite, Michael? <sighs> Don't you even... Professor, get angry with me that I'm not choosing the porter because the porter was excellent. However, Why would I get angry about that. You're just coming to prove my point. Poop, you're gonna, I'm going to say the poo poo word. <laughs> He's going to poo poo me later. Mmm, you dirty run people. I think that the Old Bay Summer Ale really was one of those. Uh, the nose spoke to me. Flying Dog did a great job. I hope they're making this again. Yeah, we should and, find uh, that out. That's really and, cool. uh, and it wasn't. It was spicy, but it wasn't hot. It really, I, I could eat crabs and drink that beer. Hooray. On a, on a, and it's not a, so high. Mm-hmm. And there, there, I would never miss a day. I would, I would have it regularly. It's glorious. Ian? Oh, I'm I, eternal sunshine all the way. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on that. I knew you were going there because you picked up the bottle to check the name. <laughs> um, Thanks for my tell. That's no, okay. I would have had to do the same thing. I mean, I could have just called it the savory sunflower or whatever. That would have been <laughs> fine too. Savory sunflower. Um, <laughs> I also very much enjoyed Blackbeard's Breakfast and the Dead Rise. Uh, but I would say for... 
uniqueness. I've never tasted a beer like that before. I've never had a sour like that before with that very strong. Which only means something to me because you guys both made a face on your first sip. So I'm glad that it was. No, it was just that overwhelming taste buds. It wasn't that in the nose. It smells like like Ithaca flower power. It was something that was kind of. And I I didn't mean to make it sound like I was not a little shocked by the first flavor but since i sipped third i had the warning based on All the, heads up. yeah exactly oh. uh no i think that was an excellent job i think it's just further proving the point that pizza boy is doing really great work and i could I have totally are known uh outside of pennsylvania uh i i would like to see them get the recognition that tired hands gets <laughs> <laughs> if uh if we were outside in the heat that would be so refreshing yeah. and not in like a Pilsner, I'm trying to be nice kind of way. Like actually, you know, I would feel it's satiated. In more my, flavorful my than a heifer vice, a heifer, a heifer, heifer You are from the country. I am. Oh my from goodness the country. gracious! That, that cow beer, <laughs> a, a milk stout, <laughs> oh, <laughs> milk stout heifer How has nobody made this? Oh, oh get on that heifer Berlin. Just one we'll warning for anybody who, who actually goes the Sours route. You must take at least two to three sips to be really appreciating what it is. Because beer is tastes like beer at certain cases. You get the nose, but Sours, as soon as it hits your tongue, you're going for an ex, you're going for experience. You're going for a ride. It's nice. Well, and a lot of the Sours now are also super strong. So I like that it's, especially for how refreshing it is, it's only 5.2. I also think it's great how well the Dead Rise held up after yeah, literally that's... a year, and I certainly did nothing to keep it in great conditions um, for at least the first couple months it's, after I purchased it. It was stored exactly where all of my Adroit Theory is stored, so you know I'm taking care yeah, of it. Yeah, but I had it for three months before that. Then I cannot be held responsible. <laughs> so... Guys, we're back. We missed you. We've had a crazy, crazy summer. Um, We are online at beermistress.com and dashingrogue.com. I am on Twitter at beermistress. At dashing underscore rogue. And always at facebook.com slash dashingrogue. Though I must say, the beermistress's likes on my fan page are almost as high as the dashing rogue's likes. She's so popular. I so lovely. I think it's because I host pub crawls on the weekends. And if people... I didn't know her, I'd like her. Aw, I don't know that I believe that. Oh, wow. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Michael. I hope that um, this is the kind of Friday night that legends are made of. Because <laughs> I mean. You could have been anywhere else. (laughs) And yet you chopped down a tree. Drank some some chicken. And drank some beer. That's fantastic. I'm wondering what the rich people are doing. Right? That's good stuff. Why would I don't need to be any richer than that until tomorrow? Until rents do. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us, guys. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And I'm the rusty nail. See you next time.